All right, here we go. It is That Betting Show on 610 Sports Radio. Sean Barber still in the studio. He wants credit. He wants credit. He just erased the whiteboard. He wanted credit. He put down the seeds for AFC and NFC about three weeks or so, four weeks or so ago. And I think he only missed one in each conference, roughly. And he wants he wants credit. He's upset I didn't bring it up. So I, I brought it up. Mr. Richmond Spider over there. He's got his Richmond Spider hoodie on. Sean Barber. Hope you guys caught some of the players only a little bit earlier on right after I'm always on right after them. Thanks for joining us tonight. Wait, so he wanted credit for partially getting it correct? <laughs> he, he That's did. right. He was upset with me. You should have heard the conversation. He was upset. He didn't lie. I hadn't brought up the whiteboard, which he always writes, you know, his, uh, his predictions. And he was upset because for about four weeks in the middle of the football season, he would write his bets up there. And I was giving him a hard time because they, the parlays weren't hidden. And he said, well, are you going to give me credit for, for this? And I said, said, three weeks out, you're predicting the playoff teams. Anyway, love Sean Barber. Also, uh, you guys can give us uh, a listen, as always, through the Spotify app, Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show. Really appreciate that. I got Julio Sanchez uh, producing the show tonight, as always. And it is all about super wild card weekend for the most part on tonight's show. We'll still get to the same game parlay of the night. Got a same game parlay for the weekend. I'm going to have Julio check on something for the same game parlay of the night, though, because it involves NBA, and I'm still trying to keep track of whether or not a certain individual is going to play in a game later on tonight out West. And so I'll give it to you, but you're going to have to, uh, I would say, check on the injury status closer to game time tonight around 9 o'clock before I would actually make the bet. It has to do with Portland and the health of Damian Lillard and his ankle. He's questionable. If he's not playing, then I obviously don't like Portland plus the three anymore. I obviously don't want Damian Lillard to make three plus three. So just that's that's what I mean by that. So keep an eye on the injury report. It gives you an idea kind of what direction I'm heading in. Uh, For the parlay tonight, same game parlay, hit us up, 913-586-7610. A lot to get into uh, tonight because it is super wild card weekend, and I think there's some interesting storylines within it. There's also a lot of trends to keep an eye on here, and and I want to start with one of them. We know the story in the AFC in particular, right? Young quarterbacks in the AFC, this new era, even in the NFC side, you got some young quarterbacks, some, at least some newcomers, maybe not all young, but newcomers, right? Geno Smith for the first time, uh, Daniel Jones for the first time. And I thought there was an interesting trend to keep an eye on. So later on in the show, when we do the goalie locks and we'll split it up, we'll do first three games for the weekend. We'll do the last three games for the weekend a little bit later on in the show. But when you're thinking about betting on these games this weekend, some of you I'm sure have already bet, and there was certainly an advantage to those of you that bet early on the week. I'll explain some of the line movement that we've seen based off of starting quarterback news, the health of guys like Lamar Jackson, who's not going to play this weekend, Tua, who's not going to play this weekend. Once we got confirmation on that, we saw some line movement happen in the last 24 hours, some of it even uh, today, as a matter of fact. But we know these quarterbacks are expected to start. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Skylar Thompson, and then either Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. I guess Huntley was throwing today. It's one to keep an eye on. I don't know if it's a huge difference, guys, between Huntley and Anthony Brown. I and mean, Anthony Brown looked terrible, but also if it's not Lamar Jackson, I, unless the number gets above 10, I think it's very difficult to foresee any sort of bet, Amaya at least, taking Baltimore to cover with Cincinnati. It gets up to 10 and north of 10, uh, which it is in some spots, by the way. Then I think it's maybe a little bit interesting to consider that. But we just saw them play this past week with Anthony Brown. 
and it was it was ugly. It was ugly. Some of the throws were absolutely terrible. So those are the first-time playoff quarterbacks. Just listed them off there. And there's an interesting trend with quarterbacks making their first NFL start. And as always, with these, you can fade, you can follow. Everybody views it differently. Some of you are strictly trend betters. Some of you completely ignore the trends, and you, you don't buy into them as much. I think there's, it's good to have a little bit of balance. So since 2002, quarterbacks that are making their first NFL start have gone 18-36 and 36 straight up. How do they fare against the spread? 17-36-1. That comes from the Action Network. So, out of these first-time quarterbacks, below 500, considerably, both straight up and against the spread. And look, you're probably not surprised, right? You're probably not surprised by the number if I told you that. You know what? 17-36-1 against the spread. So my question for you guys, and I'll tell you my answer, who's most likely to win and who's most likely to cover this weekend? Who do you, if you were to rank them out, who you're most confident in? Winning outright is a little bit easier, but who, who do you trust to actually cover? Let's start with that Jags and Chargers game, and we'll give a full game breakdown a little bit later on in the show. But just talking about the quarterbacks to go with this trend. So Justin Herbert and Chargers, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Again, different numbers in some books, but we'll go with the consensus line at one-and-a-half. It's up to two-and-a-half in some spots. At Jacksonville, and then Trevor Lawrence. Those two quarterbacks. That, to me, and I think we all would agree, is the most intriguing game other than maybe Minnesota and New York of the entire weekend. We saw Justin Herbert and the Chargers play the Jags, but I was all the way back in week three. Justin Herbert was coming off the game against Kansas City, where we all know he gutted that thing. I mean, he he clearly in severe pain, had the rib injury. Uh, it's, It's amazing he even played that next week. So I don't put much stock in what happened in week three where the Jags blew them out. It's a different Chargers team at this point. But in that matchup, you know, I'll tell you already where I'm leaning. I already have a bet in. Like I, I lean towards the Jags to cover the two and a half, if you can find it, at the two and a half number. They're the home team. I don't trust Brandon Staley, quite simply. I think Doug Peterson clearly is a superior coach. It's not close in that matchup. Yeah, Justin Herbert, I, w- I would pick Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence, but I'll tell you what, the gap I do believe in the last five or six weeks is closed. And maybe Justin Herbert will prove a lot of people wrong and they're going to go on a deep playoff run. Let's hope not because that likely involves the Chiefs losing. But unless he does that, like Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be in a very similar spot as Justin Herbert. If he, if he beats Justin Herbert, he would have already accomplished more than Justin Herbert. And, I, and I've been a big Justin Herbert fan for quite some time, actually. I think he is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And I think Trevor Lawrence has joined the club, though. If we're talking about, you know, Mahomes, of course, clearly at the top, and then Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. And I think Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence are in that kind of five or six group. Talking just about AFC right now. So on that one, I will lean toward Trevor Lawrence. How about Brock Purdy? What a story he's been, Mr. Irrelevant. He is a nine and a half point favorite. But remember, first-time quarterback, 17-36-1 in terms of covering in first-time playoff games. He's going to take on Geno Smith, who's making his first playoff start. Geno Smith, of course, the nine-and-a-half-point dog in this situation. We'll talk more about the individual games. Just something to keep in mind when you're thinking about these matchups from a quarterback perspective. Daniel Jones, three-point dog against Minnesota, against a terrible Minnesota defense. And I think between Mike Kafka as the O.C., and Brian Dable as the head coach there for the Giants. 
I expect they will have a lot of new wrinkles that maybe we haven't even seen. It's not an explosive offense by any means. They're very limited in what they can do. But I, I think Mike Kafka is a terrific play caller. I think he's going to become a head coach after this postseason as well. I expect Daniel Jones to to perform a lot better maybe than other people do against Minnesota. And then, look, Skylar Thompson, it's a great local story. Not only K-State, but local to the Kansas City area, Fort Osage. Look, 13.5-point dogs in this one. It's just a tough spot for you, man. That's just a – he's not going to cover the 13.5, and, and, and he's not going to win against Buffalo, and it's just way too tall of a challenge. You're going up against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills team. In Buffalo, good luck. And I saw Joe Shad of ESPN – had pointed out, he's like, look, you know, Skylar Thompson at K-State, he played really well, and he played, you know, against Iowa State in cold weather and all this. I'm like, look, 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 look. I, I, I understand he played in cold weather. This that is was different. against Iowa State. This is different. That was against Iowa State. This is against the Buffalo Bills and wild card weekend of the NFL postseason. A very inspired Buffalo Bills. Very team, much so. And then the other one, same kind of story with Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. Good luck. I think you're, to me, Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC. I really believe that. And you got a second or third string quarterback on the road. We just saw what happened last week. Yeah, I just I just don't see it with some of those at the end there. So that's just a quarterback playoff betting trend. Since 2002, quarterbacks making their first NFL playoff start. 18 and 36 straight up, 17, 36 and one against the spread. I did want to mention a crazy bet that was out there before I get to the same game parlay of the night. And again, that parlay is pending injury news on Damian Lillard. Caesar Sports put this out a few days ago. A Kansas better. So this isn't some nationwide bet. Someone in Kansas, which it's just on mobile apps. There's not a Caesar Sports book in person in Kansas. So this means someone on their app wagered $100,000 on the 49ers plus four and a half. And you're saying, wait a second. You just told me they're nine and a half. That's because this individual bought... What is that? 14 points? <laughs> to get it to <laughs> minus 1,200 is the juice on this thing. Let me put it this way. I think he's probably going to win his $8,000, but it's a terrible bet. It's a terrible bet. It just is. It's a lot of money to risk. Yeah, you're risking 100 k Not a great reward. To win $8,300. Casinos will take that bet any day, any time. They love that because you're right. Because I think, look, the Niners, I think, will cover. Uh, they don't even have to cover. They just have to stay within four and a half. They, they're going to win against Seattle, most likely. And now he's bought it to where the Niners don't even have to win. They just have to stay within four and a half points. And so, look, I think this guy's or guy or gal is going to win his $8,000. But they'll take that bet any of the week. Because if you keep really want to gamble, if you, if you, if, you keep playing, if you keep playing that game, because if you keep playing that game, it's going to buy. All, all yeah. it has to do, yeah. all it has to do is once in the next 11 times you do that to bite your ass. and you're, you, you can hit it nine straight times or whatever, roughly, right? I mean, you, yeah. you could get up to where you all of a sudden won 80000 bucks. All it takes is one time for you to do a bet like that and miss it, and you're down twenty k. even if you hit eight in a row. Oof. It's just not a good bet. One that I think he'll hit this time, but it's not a good bet. So I don't know if it's you, Julio, anybody out there making these kind of wagers, but don't, no, don't do it. Not me. Don't do it. It's, no. not, it's just not a smart wager. It's not. All right, let's get to the same game parlay of the night. Same game parlay of the weekend. Okay, we'll get to the parlay of the weekend coming up a little bit later. It involves the 49ers and Seattle game, but I want to get to a same game parlay of the night. We have fun with these on Thursday night. This involves 
the Portland Trailblazers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I told you, please keep an eye on the injury status before you place this bet of Damian Lillard. He's questionable with an ankle. I tried to search right before the show to see Nothing. if an update. I have not seen an update. It's because the game's Nothing. not till two more hours. So they don't have to release anything still for quite some time. So I honestly wouldn't place the bet yet. I understand if Damian Lillard doesn't play, then his prop bets wipe out. But also, if you listen to the same game parlay, you're going to know that it involves Portland you know, covering. And obviously, without Damian Lillard, that line is going to go up drastically. So this is about a 4-1 to same game parlay of the night, plus 419 over at FanDuel. Portland, plus three. So the Cavs, they've won four of six. They're right now one and two on the road trip. It's their fourth road game in seven days. And suddenly Cleveland's struggling to cover. I think we've seen a little bit of an adjustment in the betting markets on the NBA front this season. It's it's January now, right? We got a good feel of these teams. Cleveland, two, six, and one against the spread against their last nine. And now six, 12, and two against the spread on the road. Cleveland's not covering, guys. They haven't done it all that often here recently and certainly not on the road. So I like Portland plus three. I also like the over in this game, 220 and a half. And then the final two legs of this little same game parlay, Dame Lillard, three or more three pointers. That's like minus 180, right? So it's very, you know, it's, it's juice, but we're putting it in a parlay. Donovan Mitchell also to hit three or more three pointers. So this is all predicated on Damian Lillard playing again. I, I haven't placed a bet yet. I need to know that he's playing. If he isn't, I have no interest whatsoever in this parlay. So Portland plus three, over 220 and a half. Dame Lord, three or more threes. Donovan Mitchell, three or more threes. About a four to one payout for the That Betting Show same game parlay of the night. Up next, man, we have a ton of futures to look at. We're going to go back to the futures. Real quick one on Big 12 college basketball. And then it is all about the NFL playoffs. Next. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Back to the Futures. I get him into the future. All right, let's go back to the Futures here on That Betting Show. I'll get to the NFL. Don't worry. Super Wild Card Weekend. Really interesting way to attack a couple of the Futures, both with Super Bowl odds. And also, how about who's going to have the most passing yards in this NFL postseason. Kind of interesting and, and the thought process. We'll all talk it out together coming up in just a second. But I real quickly wanted to give some love to college basketball because we got three local schools that are playing great hoops. I understand Missouri lost last night. But KU, K-State, Missouri, all ranked. You got K-State up to number 11 in the country. The Jayhawks in the top five. So I want to look at the Big 12 real quick in the futures market. It's January 12th. And right now, the Jayhawks are minus 170 to win the Big 12 outright in the regular season. It's important. We're talking about regular season, not the Big 12 tournament. That's something separate. Regular season. Texas is 5-1. to one. They have the second best odds. K-State, 7-1. to one. Third best odds to win the Big 12. Iowa State, sitting at plus 950. And then there's a the gap. Gets to TCU, 11-1. They had a tough loss against Texas last night. I don't know if you caught that. TCU was up 16 in Austin. Texas came back and won. They, of course, have an interim head coach the rest of the way with Chris Beard being fired. And then Baylor, the next best odds, but a huge, huge gap after that, 2,900. So really, we're talking about probably three or four teams, maybe a fifth if you think TCU could get high. It's still fairly early in conference play. But the Big 12 has always been good, has always been one of the best conferences. It is even better than the Big 12 typically is. That's what's wild. So I'm kind of interested in, in where the betting market is. So Kansas has Iowa State. It's top 15 team of the country this weekend. 
Then next Tuesday, they go to Manhattan to take on number 11, Kansas State. So they're favorites. If you're someone that believes wholeheartedly that KU's winning the Big 12, I think you have to decide, do you think they're dropping one of the next two still? If you don't think they're dropping one of the next two, then go ahead and and bet them now at minus 170. If you're someone that thinks K-State's going to beat them next week or they're going to lose to Iowa State, but I think that's at the Fieldhouse, so we all know what happens at the Fieldhouse. <laughs> we saw it happen again against Oklahoma. Then I would wait, right? Because if KU loses one of the next two, their minus 170 is going to drop to minus 120, maybe, depending on what everybody else is doing, right? So that's how I'm thinking this out. Now, if you're wanting another resource, Ken Palm, what do they have as the projections, or what does he have as projections? So he projects KU is going to win the Big 12 with a 13-5 and conference record, right? A 13-5 and conference record. He has Iowa State, K-State, and Texas finishing 11-7. and So a three-way tie for second in the conference. I just told you what the odds were. And look, I'm not saying Ken Palm is the end-all, be-all, but it's an interesting resource and a very good one. I look at K-State and Iowa State, 7-1 to one and 950. I really like an opportunity to bet on K-State at 7-1. to one. If you believe they got a chance, which I think they do, to beat KU in Manhattan next Tuesday. That environment, the way K-State is able to, to run up and down the floor and score, I think defensively there's obviously some serious questions. But you know what? I was impressed by that win against Oklahoma State. You say, hey, it's Oklahoma State. Well, they had to win in a different way. Like Oklahoma State wanted to slow things down a little bit. K-State was able to adjust to that. It wasn't the 116 to whatever that was, 103 or whatever the score was against Texas a week or so ago. So I was actually impressed by that. I don't think it's a bad bet at all to look at Iowa State and K-State at 7-1 to and 9-1 to roughly to win the Big 12. Again, it was about value here, setting yourself up to being able to hedge a little bit later on. It really is, in your mind, it's, it's whether or not you think they, they have a chance to win if you're the Wildcats against KU at home or whether or not you think Iowa State can pull off an upset. Because the minute K-State beats KU, if, if that happens next week, that 7-1 to big, win the Big 12, that's gone. You're not, you're not seeing that again probably until unless they really fall off until the end of the regular season. So anyway, that's just a little look. I Personally, if you're a KU backer, if you think they're dropping one between the next two, I'd wait. If you don't think they're dropping one of the next two, go ahead and bet them now at minus 170. And it's kind of the opposite for, for K-State. Like, if you think they're not going to beat KU, then don't bet them right now and probably don't bet them. All right, let's continue back to the futures here on That Betting Show. 913-586-7610. Let me know what you guys are on tonight. Let me know your thoughts on college basketball and Super Wild Card Weekend. Thank you for the text for the I-13. Happy birthday. I appreciate that. Maybe we can win a parlay tonight, like a birthday parlay. I'll be happy with that. That'd make me happy. All right, let's take a look, though, on the NFL side of things for some of the futures. First and foremost, I love Super Bowl forecast. It's a fun way to bet. Of course, you can just go outright odds. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites, plus 330. The Bills are 4-1. to one. The Eagles are 5-1. to one. Niners, 5-1. to one. Cincy, plus 750. Dallas, 13-1. to one. If that Cincinnati-Buffalo game was a neutral site, which I think it really should be in the divisional round, I would probably be backing Cincy. I, I think Cincy's the best team in the AFC, guys. I really do. The problem for them is they got to play Buffalo 
Obviously, they got to play Baltimore first, but come on now. They got to play Buffalo. And then if they beat Buffalo, even on the road, they would have to then go to Arrowhead and win again. And I understand they've done that before, but still, just a really tough road. But I really do like Cincinnati in terms of a football team. But what I like is the matchups. And you guys tell me as well what you're seeing. Who's playing who in the Super Bowl? So before the season, I had the uh, <laughs> I had the Packers and the Chiefs. <clears throat> obviously, the Packers not in the playoffs. I had the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC title game. That's obviously still in play. And I had the Packers and Cowboys in the NFC title game. I just placed a small bet today on the Cowboys and the Chiefs and the Chiefs being the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. It's 28 to 1 odds. I think these forecasts are fun, Julio. I'm curious what game you like, but you can go through. It's pretty simple, right? You can go on your FanDuel app or whatever platform you're using, and you can go and see the Chiefs to beat or obviously another team to beat. So, for example, the Chiefs to beat Dallas, 28 to 1. I put some money on that today. The Chiefs to beat the Vikings, 43 to 1. You know, then you get to some crazier ones, right? The Chiefs to beat the Giants, 75 to 1. Come on. You know, the, the most popular one, or best odds, I should say, the two number one seeds to play each other, right? Could happen. Certainly could. Eagles, Chiefs, Kelsey Brothers playing each other in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid playing his old team. Oh, yeah. Let's go. 11 to 1. Chiefs to beat the Eagles. 11 to 1. Those are the forecasts that you can kind of do. Like I said, I, I like 28 to 1 odds for the Chiefs to, to go up against the Dallas Cowboys if you're going, if you really believe the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. What you really you? think you really think Dallas is? You, I feel like you're putting a lot of, of faith yeah, in, so, in Dallas. So Dallas is interesting. We're going to talk about that Cowboys and Bucks game in a second. But, no way do I trust. But them. Um, here's the thing. Let me ask you: Who do you trust in the NFC, though? You know that that's my that's the part Eagles? of my thinking. You know, so I Jalen Hurts has played one game, looked good since coming back from injury. You give me a Dallas win against the Bucks, and then the Dallas Cowboys are. Going to Philadelphia in a division, it's a divisional opponent for the third time this year. They split, and I understand that Jalen Hurts didn't play in the last game. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't think You're- it is terrible to think that the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody saw them play terrible last week against Washington. I think you got to be very careful, very careful to overreact to last week. I feel like you're putting a lot of trust in yeah. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott who have proven not to be trustworthy. There's they're just too inconsistent. Who do you you told me Philly cuz it's like that's I'm looking at look at these other look at the quarterbacks that are in the NFC side. Cuz again, if you if you bet like I did 28 to 1 Chiefs to beat the Cowboys. If the Cowboys got to the Super Bowl and it was against the Chiefs, you can hedge the heck out of that. All of a sudden yeah. you got a 28 to 1 ticket and you can hedge the heck out of it and you're in great shape. That's where a lot of these value bets are fun and put you in a good spot, but Kirk Cousins, you trust him? No. I don't trust the Vikings. Daniel Jones. Either. You trust Daniel Jones. Even if they beat the Vikings, not enough offensive power. No, like, do you, do you trust? You don't trust anybody in the NFC. The, I don't. the only ones you can really trust are the Eagles because they've, they're really the only consistent team throughout the year on the consistent NFC, the team, NFC. but I haven't seen them in the playoffs yet. I haven't seen how they, how they react to the playoffs and the pressure that comes with that. We can say that about any, any of those teams in the sure, NFC. Sure, but that, that's my point. I think the NFC is wide open. I guess is what I'm getting at. I, I think it's very wide open. Yes. There's yes only really no. one team that I would say I have zero interest in backing at all. And that's the Seattle Seahawks. I think they are going no to Geno magic for you. Am I cover 10 against the Niners? I mean, I know, at Sean this Barber, point, Sean Barber, Texans, Brady. Hey, Brady hasn't ever lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, hey, I get it. 
I mean, I get don't it. bet against Brady. My thing with the Bucks this year, and I guess I shouldn't spend too much time on this. I'm going to talk about the game in a second, but the Bucks. I've been waiting as many have for them to snap out of it, guys. It's January. Like that offense, unless it's a two minute drill, is not any good. And they've had two a- minute drill. It's great. They've four or five game winning drives. Two minute drills, great. Crappy division. They're very fortunate. Otherwise, Tom Brady's ass would be sitting at home right now. Yeah, but it's still Brady, man. It's it's See, still Brady. So that's still in so the, that's still in there the playoff for you. picture. I mean, so that's still it for you. It's still it, you it still is, buy man. into you, it okay. until uh, until hey. he's pre proves otherwise. I mean, all right. So that's the Super Bowl forecast, and I think those are kind of fun to like uh, take a look at. How about statistical props? So you can bet on who's gonna have the most passing yards in the postseason. This is interesting because we know some teams you're banking on not only who's the best, but who do you think's playing the most games. So the favorite is Josh Allen, plus 240 to have the most passing yards. So let me remind you in the regular season uh, who had the most passing yards in all of football. Yeah, that'd be Patrick Mahomes, 5,200 yards, 5,250 to be exact. Josh Allen ended up, what, seventh, eighth in the league, 4,200. Here's the thing. Josh Allen's going to play in one more game, even if the Chiefs, you know, potentially, right, potentially play in one more game. Or you can think they're going to play the same amount. Josh Allen gets a wild card game. Mahomes doesn't. Josh Allen's going to win this weekend against Miami. Then he's going to go up most likely against Joe Burrow. So there's already two games at that point. Mahomes would have his first game. I actually think there's a little bit of value on somebody like Justin Herbert at 16 to 1. What's Joe Burrow at? 5 to 1. Because I think Justin mm-hmm. Herbert this weekend might throw the ball 45 times. Yeah, but but is this going to be the only playoff right, well, game he plays? Get, if he, if, I think that if they win, they're going to get two, right? And so even if you say, well, then he gets eliminated by Mahomes, let's, let's just say, right, in, in the divisional round. Is Mahomes getting three or is, he only get, is Mahomes only getting two, right? I mean, so this is what's fun about doing the passing yards. I actually think on the NFC side, there's probably more room to do. It's wide open, and so you have a better chance of not getting it, like the top-tier quarterback to go and win multiple games. Yeah, so, for example, on the NFC side, I'll go back to the Cowboys a little bit. Like Dak at 20 to 1 is kind of interesting if you think they have a chance to get to an NFC title game. Well, what makes that so interesting is is there's not a quarterback on the NFC side that's really, I, I mean, a, a high passing yard, you know. Yeah, so the highest was Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins had 4,500 yards passing. The next quarterback in the NFC, um, excuse Gina. me, Tom, Tom Brady was just above that. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. And then Geno Smith. And then Jalen Hurst was hurt, so I understand that. But he also was way off the passing yard total from everybody, even before he missed a couple of games at the end. So I, I wouldn't feel – even if you're t- someone that thinks Jalen Hurts is going to the Super Bowl, I don't like his odds at 5-1. to no, one. He doesn't get enough passing yards. Yeah. Rushing, we know he can run. He's yeah. not getting enough, enough passing yards. That's a little look at Back to the Futures. I want to get back into that uh, some more because we could spend probably an hour on some of these futures and go – receiving yardage leader and all of that. But we, we got to get to some of these games coming up next. The first half of the Goldilocks, including that Seattle San Francisco game next here on that betting show. That betting show with Alex gold Thursday, starting at 7 PM on 610 sports radio and the Odyssey app. Oh, just right. It's time for Goldilocks. This porridge is just right. All right. Back here on that betting show. We're going to do Goldilocks a little bit different. Tonight, we'll do the first three games and we'll do the final three for the NFL weekend in the next segment. Real quick update, I mentioned the same game parlay of the night. Julio telling me during the break, we did get word. Damian Lillard, 
is going to play tonight. So the same game parlay is on. Let's go. It is on for the night. Real quick, run back through that. Plus 400, 419 to be exact, 4-1 to one odds. Portland plus 3 against Cleveland. Over 220.5. Dame Lillard, 3 or more threes. Donovan Mitchell, 3 or more threes. Told you don't bet until we know the Damian Lillard injury news. We do. Questionable with an ankle. He is going to play. I'm not asking for Dame to get 30 points or anything like that. Although, if they want to cover the three, that certainly would help. Certainly would help. So there you go. Feel free to follow along on that. We've actually done pretty well in the same game parlays. Last oh, last week, though, I will tell you real quick. My goodness. I don't know if you remember, Julio. Last week was the Clippers. Same, guy parla- same game parlay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember. The Clippers, I kid you not. Oh, I got to look up the final score. It, dude, it was... I want to say I want 110 to 50 something. I mean, they got their ass kicked. They were never in the game. It was one of those where you almost just had to laugh. Um, I got to look at the Clippers schedule from last week now because I'm curious. Final, the, the, somebody messaged me. They're like, did you believe? You don't even get mad at that point. You're just like, you've got to be kidding me. It's got to laugh. Last Thursday, uh, which would have been what they, the, b- 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 the fifth. Okay. Well, so the final score was 122 to 91. It wasn't even that close, guys. It was 32-15 at the end of the first quarter. They got outscored 34-17 in the second quarter. I mean, so they it, it was an absolute ass-kicking by the Clippers. So our same game parlay last week definitely did not hit. Thank you, Clippers, for that. Really, <laughs> really appreciate that. All right, let's get to some of the Goldilocks NFL edition. Our record against the spread in the NFL, 31-26-2 overall. So let's start with the early game and the first game of the weekend. And that is the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites. Check the line movement. It's in 10 spots now, uh, or at 10 in some spots now, I should say. Uh, so, of course, always line shop. Fandle still has it at nine and a half. I look at this game, and I, I think one trend in particular that fits this game and will fit a couple of them. So, home favorites, which the Niners are of nine or more points, are a perfect eight and oh, both against the spread and straight up in the wild card round. 8-0, home favorites, nine or more points. That's what the Niners are in this example. They win every time covering each game by an average of 6.8 points per game, nearly a full touchdown above the spread. Every single one of the eight has also won by at least 11. It's a pretty strong trend for wild card weekend. Again, it's just wild card weekend. If you're just blindly going off the trend, you're like, well, man, I, you got to love the Niners minus nine and a half. Here's the only reason why I actually think Seattle, if this gets to 10, you should bet it. And I'm, I'm going to bet Seattle to cover the 10. So Seattle has not had an answer for the 49ers. I understand that. In week two, 27-7 loss. The Niners were eight and a half point favorites in that game. They obviously didn't, the, the Seahawks didn't cover. A couple weeks ago in week 15, the Niners were three point favorites. Seattle lost 21-13. There's an opportunity, I think, in this game as well to bet on Seattle in the second half. So even if you're not attacking the full game spread of nine and a half, the Seahawks money line, their last 12 games, nine and three, just a money line. Second half, nine and three, third quarter against the spread. Their last nine games, they're eight and one fourth quarter against the spread. Their last 13 games, they're 10 and three. And if you're someone likes to do the bet, and this comes from Warren Sharp, the final team to score uh, you can make that bet if you, you scroll through. You see, like, final team to score. It's an option. Their last 10 games, they're 9-1 and one in that, meaning 9 out of the 10 times it has been them to score last. They're a second-half team is what I'm getting at, okay? The Seattle Seahawks are a second-half team. 
So I, I think if you look at the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers game, opportunity to attack the second half. The other game, AFC game that Chiefs fans will be keeping an eye on because most likely they will face the winner of that Chargers-Jacksonville game. LA minus two and a half at Jacksonville, total 47 and a half. I like Jacksonville plus two and a half. I have a teaser involving five of these teams and Jacksonville's going to be one of the first legs of that. So the Chargers have the worst first down defense in football. And we were talking about this on our midday show here with Nick and Cody that the Chargers defense has been a lot better here as of late. I said, yeah, they have. I said, can, can we look up the quarterbacks that they're facing though? Like, I'm not sold, I guess, on the Chargers defense actually being as good as what they've done. And I, we can play this game. I understand that. You only have the teams on the schedule in front of you that you're playing. Their defense has improved. Their quarterbacks they've played recently, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles, and Malik Willis slash Ryan Tannehill. All right? Not exactly murderer's row of quarterbacks. I like Jacksonville in particular in a teaser. I'm going to tease them up six or six and a half points, which we'll do later in the show. But I, I think everybody's looking at the Chargers. If any, if anybody knows it's Chiefs fans, Chargers are truly Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know who's showing up. You don't. Look what happened last week, guys. They played their starters for all but the final eight minutes of the game, and they flat out were, like, it wasn't fluky. The Broncos were beating them and did beat them. And Mike Williams isn't practicing, guys, because Brandon Staley doesn't understand that week 18, his team had nothing to play for. He's an idiot. He is an idiot. Mike Williams is questionable and may not play. I don't get it. Brandon Staley came out today and said, well, we're not going to practice him because we he doesn't, the reps aren't that important. Health is. Yeah, no kidding. Then why'd you play? Why did you play him in week 18? Dumb. I don't trust Brandon Staley. I trust Doug Peterson. Big reason why I like the Jags to cover the two and a half and potentially win outright in this game. All right. The last of the first three, if that makes sense. How about Buffalo against the Miami Dolphins? Total 43 and a half, 13 and a half points. A lot of points. I told you the trend though. The Buffalo Bills are a home favorite. Yes, they are. Nine or more points. Yes, they are. The trend is 8-0 against the spread and straight up in the wild card round. And every one of those teams have won by at least 11. Now, you're going to need more than 11 points to cover. This is another opportunity. You could tease the Buffalo Bills down, something I will be doing as well. Skylar Thompson's the starting quarterback for Miami. Last week, they did what they needed to do to get the win against the Jets. I understand that. But Skylar Thompson had a little over 150, 170 yards passing. It is not exactly like that offense let it up. I know the Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are still there, but Raheem Mostert has got an injury as well. I just don't see where that offense is coming from against a Bills team that still, I think, is riding the emotions uh, from the last week and a half, two weeks or so, and obviously continues to get great news. DeMar Hamlin, not even in the hospital anymore. He's rehabbing at home with the Bills. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I, you know, some people don't buy into this kind of stuff, but, you know, they kind of have that team of destiny feel to them, right? A little dangerous opportunity here for the Dolphins. I, I think this thing's going to be very ugly up in Buffalo. And essentially, other than keeping guys healthy, if you're Buffalo, it does kind of act as somewhat of a bye week. As I'm watching on the TV here, the NFL Network's replaying the Bills-Dolphins game from, uh, what was that, Christmas night, where Miami actually played pretty decent until the end, and then uh, the weather came in, and they still at least had two in that game. We know that is not the case there. So those are a look at the first three games in the Goldie Locks. But I, I do want to get to the uh, same game parlay of the weekend before we get to the final end of the goalie locks. And this takes us back to that first game. I mentioned the 49ers and the Seahawks. So same game. 
parlay of the weekend. Yeah, so 10 to 1. 10 to 1 odds here involving a couple quarterbacks in that game. I don't know if you guys have checked out the weather in that 49er Seahawks game. It's going to be rainy and windy. Not expected to be good weather out in the Bay Area. Let's use that to our advantage when we build a prop together and a parlay together using props, I should say. So Geno Smith, under 227 and a half passing yards. So he's thrown under 224 in each of his last three games. And if you continually just looked at the under 224 this season, you'd be eight and nine even, even at 224. I like the under for Geno Smith. Let's go under on Brock Purdy as well. I don't think they're going to have to throw the ball in that game all that much. And nor do they anyway. Right? It's a great scheme offensively that Kyle Shanahan has. Under 217 and a half passing yards. I'll go back to the weather, and I also I just don't think they're going to have to throw a whole lot. And that takes me to this prop bet involving one of the running backs for the 49ers. No, not, not Christian McCaffrey. How about Elijah Mitchell over his rushing yard total of 38 and a half yards? He's had 30-plus in each of his last four games. I do think they will be in control of this game for much of it. I think the weather... I think we're going to see them rely on the running game. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's going to get you know 90% of the carries here, but Elijah Mitchell is still a very talented back. You're not asking for him to get you 70 yards. 38 and a half is all you're looking for. And lastly, we'll stick with rushing, but go to the quarterback again. How about Geno Smith under 17 and a half rushing yards? So these two teams have played twice. He had two yards in the first meeting, 18 in the second meeting. He's gone over 17 yards, yes, 10 times this year, but in those two meetings a grand total of 20 yards. I think the speed of this 49ers defense, the athleticism of this defense, to me, you're not getting outside the pocket and having a free 10-yard scramble against this defense led by D'Amico Ryans, the coordinator, who might become a head coach this offseason with the talent, Fred Warner, Bosa, the speed they have defensively. I I just don't believe that's an opportunity for Geno Smith. So recap it, 10-1, to same game parlay of the weekend. Geno Smith under 227.5 passing yards. Brock Purdy under 217.5 passing yards. Elijah Mitchell over 38.5 rushing yards. And Geno Smith under 17.5 rushing. That's the same game parlay of the weekend. Up next, the final three games of the Goldilocks right here on That Betting Show. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Ooh, just right. It's time for Goldilocks. This porridge is just right. All right, let's keep the Goldilocks going. We went through the first three games. Super wild card weekend. Made a great weekend. Yeah, sit back, relax. Hopefully win some money. Chiefs don't have to stress out this weekend. Fans don't have to stress out. Watch some crappy football. Crap? What do you mean crappy football? Are you not excited there's, for the matchups? Uh, no. There's did, some that did are. Did we not just go over those be, quarterbacks? There's some that are going to be snooze fest. I think it's going to be a good napping weekend. A good I, the long. Chargers, on paper, the Cowboys, the Monday Night Cowboys Bucks game, and then the uh, the Chargers Jags game should be the two best. Makes sense, right? They're both the four five matchups, right? I mean. I think if Lamar was playing for Baltimore, obviously that Cincinnati game would be a lot more intriguing, which takes us to a couple of those games I just mentioned. I actually like the Minnesota Giants game, right? Minnesota, New York game, I should say. Minnesota minus three, total at 48 and a half. So these two teams played a couple weeks ago. This Vikings defense is terrible. New York got 445 yards on on them just a few weeks ago. 6.7 yards per play. We know Greg Joseph and the Vikings need a 61-yard field goal as time expired to win 27-24. 
They also, the Vikings, were four-and-a-half-point favorites at home in that game. You might have been on the bad side of that one. They won by three and then covered the four-and-a-half. We know the story with the Vikings. They're in close game after close game after close game. 13-win team, but everybody says they're fraudulent. They certainly don't look like a 13-win team. Can the Giants, unlike the last go-around, can they slow down Justin Jefferson enough? Enough. I look at this, and I think this is a teaser opportunity. I've mentioned a couple of them already. So right now, I have a five-leg teaser. I'm teasing the Giants up to... Normally, I do not do six-and-a-half-point teasers. I just do six. It's not worth buying it. But I think when you look at some of the the spreads, the six-and-a-half, the half point's worth it. So the Giants to nine-and-a-half. The reason why the half point's worth it, because then I can get Cincinnati from minus nine and a half to minus three right at the key number versus minus three and a half where a field goal could get you. So at least at three, they won by three, at least push. Uh, the Bills, I mentioned that Dolphins game in that same teaser. I put the Bills there. That teases it down to seven. The Jags go from plus two and a half. You tease them up to nine. And then the 49ers, you tease them from nine and a half down to three. So if you do a six and a half teaser, it's five legs plus 290. It's nothing too crazy. But you get the Giants up to nine and a half point dogs. The Bengals down to three point favorites. The Bills down to seven point favorites. The Jags up to nine point dogs. And the Niners down to three point favorites. Look, I I think everybody can put a teaser and, and a parlay together and feel good about it. If there's one that you're most concerned about that on that, that one, I should say. Yeah, for me, it's probably the New York Giants even at nine and a half because of the offensive firepower. But with that said, the Vikings really don't blow anybody out, which is why like, when you look at the, you, all of a sudden you get the Giants at plus nine and a half. The Giants have a chance to win this game and I can tease them up to nine and a half. I, I really like that teaser. Uh, the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, I'm really not going to break down all that much. I mean, Anthony Brown or Huntley's playing. One of those two guys playing. Lions got up to 10. I told you the trend. 8-0, wildcard weekend, teams that are home favorites in that same spot, right? Home favorites of nine or more points, Bengals fall in that category. That's why, you, in my opinion, you can bet it, but also tease it down. Then the most interesting game of the weekend because of storylines, how about Dallas and Tampa? I already saw someone on the text line saying, how can you have any faith in Dallas? Look, I understand. I understand. I understand. For years and years and years and years and years, the Cowboys build themselves up. They get talked up and they fail. They disappoint. I understand it. America's team, we all love watching them lose. I, I understand I just think the Bucks flat out suck, guys. There's a trend that supports those of you that like the Bucks in this game. Teams who just barely get in the playoffs, that'd be the Bucks. That are 500 or below, that would be the Bucks. As either the final wild card or by winning in a bad division, that's the Bucks. Those teams are 8 and 1 against the spread and 6 and 3 outright. So there's a trend there that supports betting on the Bucks, no doubt. I waited in October. I waited in November. I waited in December. I waited and waited for the Bucks to wake up, for them to put together a complete game offensively. It doesn't exist, guys. That's why I'm leery of it. Two-minute drill. Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady in a two-minute drill. They don't play two-minute drills for the entire game, though. 
I get being nervous about the Cowboys after what they look like against Washington. I'm trying not to overreact to that. Trying not to overreact. I'm not putting this game in my teaser. Not where, where the numbers are at with the side. I know some people are going to tease the Bucks up. I like Dallas, though. I like Dallas to win. If the number were to get to three and a half for Dallas, three, then I think Tampa becomes more intriguing. At two and a half, I, I think Dallas is going to go on the road and win. You can question and think I'm crazy for a 28-1 to one long shot Chiefs-Cowboys Super Bowl. It's a value play. But in this wild card game, I, I do think Dallas is going on the road. Getting the win against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Those are the goalie locks for Super Wild Card Weekend. Something tells me, Julio, you're not buying it. Yep. Nope. Nope, I'm not. You betting the Bucks? You betting the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, I am actually. Okay. I am. I can't wait Believe for this in weekend. Tom Brady. Again, the teaser Believe I like. Five-leg teaser, plus 290. Tease the Giants up to nine and a half. Cincinnati down to three. Buffalo down to seven. Jags up to nine. And the Niners down to three. Plus two ninety hundred dollar wager wins two ninety. That's been this bet that betting show and this edition of that betting show. We're back at it next Thursday. We'll be talking divisional round postseason. We'll check back in on those future bets. Maybe you can laugh at me at that point in time, or I'll be laughing right back at you. We'll have some fun next week, next Thursday, right here on six ten Sports Radio. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.